Hello, you're listening to a special spooky Halloween episode of You Okay Hun, a weekly <laughs> advice podcast. I'm your ghost, the Govan Hill Gut Ripper, oh Gravit McCaffer. Oh, good God. And with me is Mona Lisa, <laughs> aka the Pietho Slayer. What does that mean? So she basically is the goddess of um, persuasion and charming speech. So basically, I would be a killer, like the guy from Sherlock, you know, the taxi driver that basically just was like, well, I talked to people and then they died. I feel like you've really thought this through. Yeah, I have. I spent a lot of time thinking about this. I just gave myself a cute spooky name. Mm. I was like, I really I took it like way too seriously. <laughs> Are you trying to talk me to death? Yeah. Oh, shit. And we are going to combine our years of experience listening to people complain and our complete lack of qualifications to solve a mixture of your problems and funny problems other people had that we found on the internet. I will read the problems and my spiritual mentor, Mona Lisa, will do the emotional labour, provide the realness and guide us to a workable solution or at least that's how it's supposed to work. Sounded like you said problems. Problems? (laughs) Do you have any problems? (laughs) <laughs> um, actually, do you know what? Uh, speaking of problems, I really want people to contribute problems to our show. Yeah, me too. Like, I would really appreciate if people would. Because we don't have, we haven't had any problems yet, apart from all our celebrity friends. But I really want people to to feel like people they can contribute problems. People keep saying they want to do it, but they don't. Mm. And I, to be fair, I put the links and stuff at the end of the last episode, so I'm going to start this one out by saying we would like to hear from you. Any problem, big or small, and Literally it can be a serious problem. problem, which, you know, and although, you know, we attempt humour at times, there can be serious problems that we would treat mm-hmm. appropriately and yeah. seriously. Or they could be funny problems, or gross problems, yeah. or whatever. So there's many ways that you can deep contribute. Deep dark secrets. Yeah, yeah can, give us, please give us your deep dark secrets. Let us know who you are and say if you want a shout out. Or you can be completely anonymous. That's right. So I've set up, uh, I don't know if anyone knows what Curious Cat is. It I is did a, not know. It is a website where you can completely anonymously submit questions or problems to people. So our address is curiouscat.me slash podcast, And you can submit us a completely anonymous problem and we will read your problem out and we'll try to discuss it a little bit. Otherwise, you can also get us at youokhunpodcast at gmail.com if you want to draft us a lengthy email. Mm. Or you can tweet us, or if you know us, you know you know where to find us. Yeah. So uh, please submit. I really want people to, like relationship problems, life problems, mm. like we do this murderous tendency problems. Like We do this because people ask you things and I mansplain things to people all the time, so it would make perfect sense to... You're you such know, a man-hater. On these podcasts. I, yeah, I know. Maybe I sound like I'm trying a bit too hard, eh? Uh. <laughs> There's not... Do you know what? It's, it's, you wouldn't understand, Lisa, because you've got it so easy as a woman. Uh. But actually, as a man, it's very difficult to find your place because you can be too much one way or too much the other way. You're you right. Too much of an ally or too much of an asshole. Ah, uh, you're right. It's, it's very really difficult. Hard. You're right. I'm really the real difficult. victim here. You are the real victim. It's very hard for the white male these days. <laughs> it's the, so hard. Oh my God, I actually saw a thing that said like 60% of Americans think that white people are discriminated against. Like a majority. Cool. Can you believe that? I mean, 
Donald Trump's the president, so I guess I would believe an insane statistic like that. That is wild, right? Anyway, enough about that because we could literally just moan about that the entire day. Yeah, get back to your spooky episode. Spooky episode! Because <laughs> it's Halloween, we're going to do a little special opener. I've got three letters from what I like to call the spooky mini mailbag. Got it. So we're going to go over these just now, and uh, we're just going to give them a couple of minutes, just just to give them some advice. These are small problems before we hit the big uh, meat and bones of our show later on. So here is the first letter. This is from Jason in Crystal Lake. <laughs> Got it. Hi, Mona Lisa and Dave. I need your help. I've always had problems making friends. The other kids call me weird and ugly and throw rocks at me. I finally convinced my mom to let me attend summer camp so I could come of age. What and could have, go wrong at summer camp? Well, this is it. Have the experiences that would shape the rest of my life, but it's not going according to plan. Oh. The other kids don't even know that I exist. They're partying and having sex while I spend most of my time hiding alone in the lake. To make matters worse, my overbearing mother has followed me here and is making it even harder to make friends and influence people by brutally murdering them all. What can I do to get things back on track? Oh, no one knows he exists. I'm sure in time they will all know he exists. Oh, they'll know your and name. perhaps fear him. They all know my name. Oh, I mean, it's hard. Overbearing mothers are hard, but perhaps you should respect your iconic mother and her iconic jumper right. and her murderous rampage. Yeah. I mean, honestly, you sound like a real privileged brat, to be honest. I don't know. I just feel like lean into it. Like, get a mask. Maybe Hawkeye-inspired. You know, just join your mum. Help her out. Go on a spree. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, he's not even lifting a finger. He's just doing all that for him, and he doesn't even appreciate that. I mean, he will Ungrateful. come to appreciate it. Ungrateful. You know, in the sequel. And, <laughs> personally, my advice to you is, I think at some point, perhaps many sequels in the future, I think you fall on a combine harvester at one point. You'll be okay. You will be okay, because you can I never think, die. do you walk under the water to New York? Does he really? I feel like that happens, yeah, in, like, perhaps six. I feel like those films got, like, progressive... I mean, they were trashy to begin with, but they got somehow managed trashy. to get progressively trashy as time went by. Oh, yeah, completely. Wasn't there, like, Freddy versus Jason? Yeah, so I really... So, I'm a big fan of, obviously, the originals, but I'm, I, I really lose track in the later... Once the there was someone in space, was it Freddy versus Jason in space? Or I mean, something? if it was Freddy I, versus Jason feel, versus Alien versus Predator like, in space, I'd buy that. I wish Craig was here because he would know. But part of me feels like, uh, how Kelly Rowland's in one of them. Shut up! She is not. I, I mean, I might have just made that up, and I don't even want to Google it because I don't even want to be wrong. Let's just say she definitely is. In I just all feel of them. like yeah, <laughs> yeah. cameo in every single horror film made. Okay. Okay, next letter. This is from Michael in Haddonfield, Illinois. Hey, Michael. Hi, Mona Lisa and Dave. I feel like I was born into the wrong generation. Sure, I'm not perfect. I've spent the last 15 years of my life in a sanitarium because of a little mix-up involving my sister and a kitchen knife. But I'm back on the streets and ready for a fresh start. Unfortunately... I've never felt more alone. Everywhere I look, young people are living depraved and degenerate lives, having premarital sex and even doing drugs. What has happened to this country? I feel like it might be time to take matters into my own hands and show these amoral punks some respect. 
I mean, similar to to, to to Jason and the first problem, my advice would be get a mask, mm. maybe a boiler suit. Mm. Go on a rampage. Do you know what? Go with your gut here, buddy. Plus, let's face it, you're trapped in an asylum for that many years. How how much is that the story in so many things? Like, evil kid murders someone, does something evil, gets put in an asylum because they have to like legally let kids out or assess them when they're like turn legal age. They just let them out at prime, prime murderous age. 1821 I mean, so I feel many like stories that's a, that happens I mean I feel like to be honest if Michael does go on like a murderous rampage to like purge the world of degenerate behaviour it's kind of not his fault what did you think was going to happen I know come on like what I mean you know what did you think was going to happen Um. oh talking of that though the new that's been confirmed that there's going to be the new film what Jamie Lee Curtis really it's going back is yeah. she going to survive this one I don't know I mean, I don't know. I'm ex- I'm insanely excited though. I mean, she's not a virgin anymore. Of the anymore, newer films, so. though, of the newer films, Halloween H two O, I actually quite liked. I have never seen it. Sam Josh Hartnett. Maybe we should watch it on Halloween. It's really good. The spooky it's not movie. Really, I say really good. Let's have a, let's watch it as part of a spooky movie marathon on Halloween. Okay. That's my relationship advice for anyone listening just now as well. Save your marriage by having a spooky movie marathon on Halloween. If you keep saying spooky in that way, then. It definitely won't happen. Are you going to break up with me for saying spooky too much? Yeah, yeah. Mm, okay, well. And people will say, why did you split up with Dave? And I'll say, he was saying spooky in a really annoying way. So I was like, that's it. Over. Do you, well, do you know what? Fuck you, I'm willing to take that risk. Over. <laughs> okay. Last letter in the mini spooky mailbag. This is from Chris in Georgetown. Hi, Mona Lisa and Dave. My daughter is the apple of my eye. After things soured between me and her father, I tried to make sure she had everything she could ever want, while instilling into her compassion, grace and respect for her elders. However, my little Reagan is turning into a right little madam. She's using profanity, she's stealing, she's fighting with her therapist, and she absolutely ruined my dinner party last week by wetting herself in front of my guests. Classic attention-seeking behaviour. What could be influencing this change in her behaviour? I always heard puberty was difficult, but how can I get her to behave herself when she's floating four feet above her bed and speaking in a dead language? Well, I mean, see, to be honest... Terrible teens. She's just coming into her own. Mm. I mean, and let's face it, she's just finding her, her, her identity as yeah. a woman, no longer a girl. Like Britney. Uh, not a girl, not yet a woman. Is that the song, the Britney song? Not a girl. Not yet a one. It's not one of my fave Britney songs, I have to say. It's in my top five. <laughs> Love it. Um, yeah, so I feel like she's coming into her own, you know? She's just expressing herself. I know, like, don't be such a stick in the mud. And you know what? Maybe this, you know, this old man priest who will say, oh, she seems like she's possessed. Well, you know what? Bullshit. Right? Don't listen she's to just... it. Look, that's just institutionalised... Hegemonic patriarchy. At Completely. it again. At it again. Let her express herself. Completely. Come on. It's I'm like, all for it. It's 2017. Like, come on. She's, she's expanded her horizons. She's learned a dead language. You know how fucking hard that is now? It's really hard. I mean, talk about, like, honestly, who speaks Latin right? at the very least? But Aramaic? I mean, oh, Jesus. Oh, come on. I mean, seriously. Like, you, you should, should be... You should be really encouraging that. Get her a I know what, maybe your mum does suck cocks in hell. <laughs> Maybe she does. Do you know what? I um, remember I read an article recently. 
uh-huh. about about that franchise film. Again, so many newer ones that I didn't know existed. They don't seem good. But, um, yeah, and a lot of men describe the scene with the crucifix as her masturbating with the crucifix. And, and in the book, she apparently, from that, you know, uh, let's face it, if you haven't watched The Exorcist, she is fully stabbing herself with a crucifix into her vagina. It is not masturbation. I mean, I know and personally... In the book, wait, in the book yeah. she has an orgasm from this. Personally, when I masturbate, I like to wrap barbed wire around my penis and just tear at it wildly. <laughs> right? Resulting but in like, full ejaculation. But like, isn't it so funny how it's like, oh, like uh, how little men <laughs> understand about orgasms no, or just yeah. female masturbation. How do they do it? Do they just jam something hard and metal inside there where there's just blood covering the sheets? Yeah, well, that's, so. that's how it's done. That's how it's definitely how it's done. Ugh, the priests were weird. The priests. Also, you know what? See, when she took the piss in the dinner party, that was justified. They were all, like, sitting around the piano, singing. Ugh. Like, to be honest, I was with her. It's kind of a shame to tell the astronaut he was going to die in space. Ugh, but, I mean, it's, it's a, a pretty high-risk profession. True, that's true. Maybe she was a warning. Maybe it was like, watch out, buddy. Yeah, maybe time to take that early retirement buzz. Plus, your bones are probably, you know, they're all, like... Brittle. Brittle and, like, Falling aged. You've got osteoporosis, probably. We should soon. never go to space. I, You know my feelings on space. You hate that space. I hate space and everything about it. <laughs> Fucking space. All right, good spooky mailbag. Yeah, that was good. Spooky mini mailbag. I liked it. It was really good. All right, so on to our main contributor for the week. I'm excited. This is from Edmund K. in Vacaville, California. Here we go. Okay. I'm excited, but I'm also like, Vacaville, that's a weird name. That is a weird name. Seems like a good place for a high-security prison to be. Ah, right, got it. Hello, Mona Lisa and Dave. First-time caller, long-time listener. (laughs) I do so enjoy the critiques you offer on more trivial problems than my own, and it's a shame that you weren't around to help my mother, God rest her soul, to realise what a real stick in the mud she could be. Alas, she is no longer with us, and I'm sure if you had gotten her talking, she wouldn't ever stop. So perhaps it's for the best that you're instead speaking to me, her totally rational and normal son, Edmund. In case you're not aware of my oeuvre, I am what you might consider an artisan. Inhabiting a space somewhere between the traditional handicraft of a butcher and the existential questioning of a conceptual artist, I dedicated my life to the pursuit of self-expression and personal fulfilment by murdering, disfiguring, and violating innocent women because my mommy was too mean to me. Some have argued my vocation doesn't exactly fit into the cultural conventions of our time, wrongly attributing some of my more insightful quotes to that complete drudge, Ed Gein, and even comparing me to complete hacks such as Herbert Mullen, a juxtaposition that makes me so mad, I just want to wait until the next pair of intellectually bankrupt law enforcement officials come to visit me, lull them into a false sense of security by providing insights into my methods, snap their spindly little necks, and perform urmashio between their limp, lifeless torsos before dropping to the cold prison floor in a hail of taser wires and pepper spray as the helpless guards try in vain to salvage the situation. Wow, visual. I'm sorry, I got a little bit carried away. Mother always said that was one of my biggest flaws, one of many she would berate me over. But it does, I hope, illustrate my anger and disappointment. You see, 
I have recently been made the subject of a new television show for what seems like the hundredth time. Yet again, I have trusted sensationalist Hollywood producers and the tepid psychoanalysis provided to them by criminal behavioural experts to represent me, and yet again, I have been found wanting. As if this wasn't bad enough, there are even some real philistines who believe that any attempt to analyse the mind of a virtuoso such as myself is somehow justifying or even glorifying my life's work. To them I say, should I not be glorified? I am, after all, totally awesome. I beseech you both, please help me to resolve this situation. Yours faithfully, Edmund. P.S. Just to clarify, when I say I would like you to help me resolve this situation, I don't mean I want your advice, I am much smarter than you both. I would like you to find the people responsible for misrepresenting me, remove their head, and send it to me, so that I may fillet myself. <laughs> you went there. Well, Ed. You fully went there. Ed. Edmund, you went there, buddy. Wow. Right? Wow. That's dark. Should we be scared? No. How did he get her address? <laughs> I'm scared. I'm really spooked out right here. <laughs> I said spooked, not spooky. Yeah. So I did. get away with that. Wow, that was dark. That was a lot to take in. It was a lot to take in. Well, Ed, wow. How many people just, how many killers or just people have these mummy issues? All of them, pretty much, right? Wow. It's just such a cop out, isn't it? Mm. But I guess also your significant, you know, you know, significant like main caregiver has such an influence on you. But at the same time, like, ah, my mummy didn't love me, mm. so I became this. So, like, this is the thing. I know plenty of people whose mummies didn't love them, and I don't think any of them have gone on to become serial killers. Yeah, I mean, but we are kind of being a little bit reductive over the whole sort of complex nuances of what creates a serial killer. And that's what's interesting about this. I mean, there's a, a, a so much about the kind of representation of serial killers. I mean, a lot of people just say that, like, which I really kind of hate, which is that people are ta- saying that, you know, basically t- doing anything about these kind of people sort of glorifies them and their crimes and it doesn't acknowledge their victims. And, ugh, that kind of, I find that so boring. Yeah, because there's 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 a there's a there's a grey area between glorifying and ignoring like completely. Well, and and also you can present something as factual and as interesting, and is even horrific, and it's not saying you're glorifying it. You know, like a documentary about a war is not necessarily glorifying it. Mm-hmm, absolutely, it's presenting fact, and it's presenting that fact so that we can learn, we can understand. You know, as to hopefully not repeat it or, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. But, you know, with... Particularly with serial killers... I mean, even though I do think there should be representation for the victims and they're horrible. And there there is some documentaries about that, like Mm -hmm. victims of... Like, there's essentially there's that really iconic one and the guy whose, like, family was killed by the BTK killer and it's Mm -hmm. really brutal. And I'm sure his son gets, like, hit by a car in the documentary. This is really fucking mental. But, like, yeah, the... Ultimately, I think we need to... It's really important to present these sort of extreme human conditions. Yeah, like and the, order, the kind of extremities of human behaviour almost, yeah, is what and, you always say. Yeah, totally. And in order to understand why are these sort of things happening, like, this is a... This is not a, a common thing, but why is it happening? What are these things creating? Yeah, it might not be common, but it's super important to be able to understand it 
to prevent it in the future, surely. Well, and it's just, you have to look at extremes, mm. right? You know, because how do we, obviously culture or society as a whole is just very kind of, you know, it's so complex, but by looking at extremes, you can, it gives you a different perspective. Mm-hmm. I guess, ultimately, I don't know, the, the, the thing that always bothers me about the serial killer thing is, we view them, a lot of people view them when they talk about that saying it's a, I guess we're glorifying or something, they're viewing it based on the idea of morality. Mm-hmm. And our idea of morality, you know, generally in the West comes from like religious connotations. So that'd be like good versus evil, you know, it's very black and it's white. It's a binary idea of morality. Completely. And obviously, like, you know, again, it's quite reductive mm-hmm. because what is evil? Okay, are these people evil? Well, yeah, they are. But saying they're just evil, it, it really reduces it to just this really basic formula. And in a way, there is some serial killers where I think they just had nice lives and they grew up and just something was just wrong mentally or, you know, they just were had... There the, the would never be any other way. Mm-hmm. But that's actually incredibly rare. Like, most serial killers have... Okay, maybe they have this wiring that maybe predisposes these sort of psychopathic or psychotic tendencies, mm-hmm. but generally it's also like it's it's that that those tendencies are like flavored with years of abuse mm. and poverty, and you know so it's like these things they don't they're not they don't they don't, they don't happen in a vacuum. No, and I guess that's why personally I think it's really important to 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 show this because. In reality, it's society's fault, particularly in America. It's that society's fault almost for creating these serial killers. Mm-hmm. It can be a symptom of the time. Because there, there are more serial killers in, in North or the United States of America and North America than anywhere else, aren't there? Well, I mean, yeah, technically, but I mean, obviously the problem is with that is that, well, a lot of countries you may not know, you know, say for example, or places you may not know, say mm-hmm. for example in South America, they may not connect crimes as much right. over different areas. So it could be, it could, is, is it not more of a modern condition though? Um, well, or again, I mean, is that is that what, something that can't be proven? Again, a the... lot of it's like, when you take like Jack the Ripper for example, like, you know, a lot of the reason that he was, you know, the, the, they put the connections together mm-hmm. was it was like police were finally starting to talk to each other in different areas. Mm-hmm. You know, because that's the thing, think about it, you could have had serial killers moving from one part of a country to another, but different police Forces never, yeah, yeah, completely. But yeah, ultimately, North America is the most provable, right? Okay, serial killers. And you know what is it about that? The fact that there isn't welfare, um, there isn't sort of you know, there's quite remote areas. Mm -hmm. Children are left in a a huge amount of abuse. Like we're talking, you know, about Ed. Mm. I've actually read a book, Big Edmund, about Ed's childhood and stuff, Mm -hmm. and it was. Brutal. Oh, really? Really brutal. Like, horrifyingly brutal. And I'm not saying that justified cutting off his mum's head and fucking her or whatever. I mean, it's, but, a, it's not a lot that does justify that, to be fair. I mean, good God, right? But, you know, ultimately, someone... I mean, he's kind of a rare one because he has such a high IQ as well. But that's because we we just watched uh, Mindhunter, uh, which that I'm is- sure many other people are binging over the spooky season... <laughs> <laughs> and um, it, it, a lot of that was about like you know the showing because he was he was a big part of the 
uh, beginning of like behavioural analysis for serial killers Criminal because because he was smart and he was willing to talk about stuff, right? Yeah, because actually, uh, most serial killers actually aren't smart. Hmm. They're 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 much more sort of animalistic hmm. than someone like him. He had a really high IQ. Um, but I guess what interests me more is that idea of evil is that you kind of shut it down, right? It, but it's you separate it's separating it from you and them. Like you're good and they're evil. And ultimately, okay, they are evil. But I think many people, given the circumstances, mm. could turn out to be evil too, or yeah. a serial killer too. Well, this is it, and we talked a little bit last week about like how people um, have this habit of ignoring the nurture that they had in their life. Completely. And it's, it, it works in the opposite way. Like, you know, uh, well, it works in the same way almost as we were talking about last week. People can't understand that perhaps if they grew up in the cycle of extreme abuse that some serial killers did, they might have had the same tendencies. Mm-hmm. That was the, the, now the, the trifecta of, if you know, Lisa's the serial killer expert. I don't really know jack I mean, shit about you're this. Not really expert. Not expert, but you know more but about. Even it than though I that's do. kind of been disproved a little bit now, but what is it? It's called like the MacArthur Triad or whatever. And that's the the yeah. idea of like hurting animals, setting fires, and wetting the bed when you're a kid. Yeah, is that right? Yeah. And those are the, like the signs of a of a of a. Um, but I mean, what's that... the right word? I I don't want to be ableist <laughs> by saying the wrong word. Basically, they're they're saying that that that's a precursor mm-hmm. to. These type. but again, there's plenty of kids who will do that. But yes, the thing I was, I know, like I, I know kids that set fires. I know kids that wet the bed. I know uh, kids that not so many that hurt animals. I do know someone that like th- threw their gerbil off a wall once, uh, which you know followed them throughout school, which it should have done. But I'm pretty sure none of the people that did those things. Yeah, I mean that's the thing. Came but, on to become it, serial killers. But again, it, with all of those things, and it actually works the same. Not that I'm comparing serial killers to any of these things but people with like addictions Mm. or anything like that that again it's that thing of the other like Mm -hmm. I'm this I'm this good person and Mm -hmm. they're this other and although okay sometimes they are like sometimes they are a serial killer ultimately as a society we do need to take notice Mm -hmm. of these factors that 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 attribute to these people becoming Mm -hmm. who they are and I think because there's that idea doctors like there's a lot of doctors study that kind of like the thing about psychopathy and been in reality actually psych- pure psychopaths are incredibly rare and actually most psychopaths are just like lawyers or surgeons as well that's the big one they say actually in the top 10 there's like mental surgeons and priests are in the top 10 too priests yeah think about the power that a priest has blowing my mind yeah priests um but you know, psychopaths are actually really useful, useful people for society. Mm-hmm. Like they really handle things well. They're not as emotional as other people. Well, they don't really respond to much in the way of stress. Yeah, they, all, they, they? So apparently they in a disaster, like, yeah. the best person to be around is a psychopath because right. they'll keep their cool and they don't they don't feel fear as much as other people. Yeah. But again, writing a lot of serial killers off as purely evil or purely psychopaths, I think, is redundant and it's. Although I'm not saying that what they have done is not evil, mm. it's like we need to understand what do you expect them to grow up to be? Like, how do you not expect that to have an effect? You know, mm. if you if you torture an animal or like a dog or something, it's not necessarily going. It's probably not going to grow up to be like this loving big puppy. You know, mm. you know, and that's similar thing. Ed like, is just a big bad evil big, big bad bear. 
I mean, he's, that's the thing. And I think that a lot of the problem is that, like like you mentioned earlier on, sometimes we do tend to shift focus off the victims. Like, we watched Mindhunter, and while I think it's important to show the idea of almost trying to relate to someone who's done something so unbelievably unpleasant and evil mm. um, is as a means of kind of unlocking the, you know, the ability to stop it from happening to other people. That show in particular didn't really have much emphasis on victims. No. It did humanise killers in a way. And every every show can't be everything to everyone. Completely. But I, I do kind of feel, and I don't know if you agree with me on this, that there is a bit of a tendency that there's a lot of representation of serial killers because people find it interesting, perhaps not for kind of educational purposes, mm-hmm. right? What do you think about that? You know, people that like write, you know, the write letters to serial killers. I'm okay with that. Yeah? People that collect, like, murderabilia. You okay with murderabilia? So murderabilia is basically people that collect things that are related to murders obviously you know like Charles Charles. there was actually I was watching a thing about like possessed objects and someone had Charles Manson's TV even though Charles Manson's not even dead but it was yeah that people collect like John Wayne Gacy paintings I want a John Wayne Gacy painting I could never afford one I think it would look absolutely cracking hanging over the fireplace Um, people collect letters and all these kind of stuff it's a huge industry I, I guess part, I guess morally I do think it's wrong and I do think, oh, that's that's kind of horrible. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I guess it's it's I guess history or you know like an anthropologist and how they investigate mm-hmm. a culture would one of the things is through artifacts. Mm-hmm. So I guess I see it as like an artifact of something awful, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's still an artifact. And in the same way, if you go into a museum, there'll be arrowheads and knives and swords. Mm-hmm. And, uh, they are instruments of murder and death, you know? True. But I guess so much time has passed, it's less... I guess it's less emotionally charged. That's a good point, because I think a lot of people do like to... F- like, people enjoy war as entertainment a lot. They mm. watch documentaries about war, they collect memorabilia of war, they watch films about war, they, you know, kids play with toy soldiers. And in reality, war has been responsible for a, a million times more death than any serial killer ever has, but... There's such a habit in society to not even consider it as remotely evil. Mm-hmm. Because there's a justification. Well, but is there? Because serial killers think they're justified. Well, I guess, again, it's that thing about morality. Like Because in society, we see their thing as they're evil. But they, war, as a lot of people perceive it, is justified or necessary or all that bullshit. When in reality, it's never justified. It's never... Well, people, people even it's at, always evil. Even killing, at, killing. anti-war people would say that like the Second World War uh, intervention against like Nazi Germany was justified, but that's one of the only wars where they say that's the case. Mm. But that's that, and that's the thing with so so much war has like, I mean, oil behind it, money behind it, land behind it, greed behind it, ethnic power, cleans- behind it, power ethnic cleansing. It's all power, but ethnic cleansing, and we don't treat any kind of war, TV or documentary with the same critical eye but that's that falls on crime about. and murder. But it's like the it's like that it's a, a kind of the power of perspective, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Because p- how people perceive it, because how it's presented to them is that it's like different. You know? It's like let's face it, if an American soldier or whatever, whoever is a s American snipers if they go to a country and, you know, shoot someone, mm-hmm. that's murder. Yep. But 
if you're a serial killer and you do that, you're a serial killer or you're you're a murderer, that you're evil, you'll be put in prison. And to me, I don't... How, what's really the difference? What is justified? Because what, the person, that the, the soldier or whatever's taken out has done evil things or whatever? But then I'm like, again, who made you God? Who decided that you get to decide that? Well, this is it, because you get given this kind of power in your hand. And what's interesting to me about that analysis is Herbert Mullen was schizophrenic, uh, but he thought that by killing people, he was stopping earthquakes in California. Yeah. Now, someone like, you said American Sniper earlier, Chris Kyle, he was he was the American Sniper from the uh, movie. With the, with, the uh, Brad, with the fake yeah, baby. Yeah, the fake baby. What, what fake baby? What fake baby? Oh, do you actually not? No, I, no, I don't know. What are you talking about? Is that the Bradley Cooper film? Yeah. Yeah, there's a fake, a really obvious baby. It's like a fake baby in oh, it. Oh, that sounds pretty spooky. To be honest, that's all I really want. Like, I just have no time for like the American no. military and anything like that. So I'm just like, but the shut amount up of your murderous bullshit. But the amount of people he killed in Iraq and what was the conceit of Iraq? Like that is is that any worse than saying like I mean did they did they kill people in Iraq to stop there being earthquakes in California? And I love how it's that, they might as well. Well, have. one thing that they always say is like you know like a serial killer acts on his own. Mm. But I'm like surely that makes it less evil. That's one person's crazy murderous rampage compared to lots of people yeah, that went down a chain to be like yeah this is okay. To not do. the imperial might of an entire country's military. I mean, ultimately, like, all these things are wrong. And, of course, it goes without saying. I guess sometimes we do need to say, but even though you do kind of feel like it goes without saying, what serial killers do is disgusting. Because there are people that fetishise it. I mean, although that's... I mean, to be honest, people that genuinely fetishise it are are pretty rare. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, there is. There is. Yeah, there are people that fetishise it, but ultimately people that are interested in it, like me, mm-hmm. have a weird curiosity. For me, I like all extreme human behaviour, mm. whether it's, you know, being a, a, one of those people that dress up like dogs and get... Being a cult. Being a, a, anything, anything extreme I like, mm. whether it's bit, like getting loads of plastic surgery to like look like Barbie or, you know, being a serial killer. To me, I think that's all very interesting and I approach it in a very similar way. What they do is horrifying, mm-hmm. especially as a woman. Not the majority of yeah. the victims are women. I, I think it's horrifying, it's disgusting. The idea is that, like, uh, the majority of victims of serial killers as well tend to be, you know, what we people they call higher risk victims, so like prostitutes or junkies or, you know, and that to me is horrifying. Like, those people just. Uh, it's like they don't deserve to exist and they're wiped out it's so it's so sickening that this happens it's it's awful but i guess ultimately we should feel sorry for them we should spend a bit of time focusing on the victims but ultimately we won't learn much from that yeah that is true we like, won't learn how to stop it by looking at victims. Yeah, I think by like studying the the motives and the behaviour and the mind of someone that commits crimes in that way, you you get just as much information studying the outliers of something as you do about studying the average. Mm. And I think it's really important to understand the motivation. And but speaking to someone and t- publicising what they think and, and why they do things is not justifying the crime. I mean, I worry about it a lot, though, because obviously... Um, one issue, one issue of my zine will focus on serial killers, mm-hmm. and it's one that I keep pushing back on the list of issues, mm-hmm. because part of me does worry that like people will see it as fetishizing mm-hmm. what they've done or glorifying what they've done. 
And in a way, maybe it will be. That's not no, my intention. I don't think so, because the moral me, absolutists have always said that. Completely. Though. To me, I present it like this happened. It's a presentation of what happened, you know? Like, like, I've, like I was saying, like, a documentary about, you know, a war does not... People are like, well, that's it justified. You know, it's seen what as a historical a, event. Yeah, a documentary about earthquakes isn't pro-earthquake. <laughs> You know? Well, I guess like it's I guess it's the time thing as well. Yeah. Like you know, people care less about doing stuff about Jack the Ripper or mm-hmm. H. H. Holmes because it was much longer ago. Yeah. Whereas you know, more recent killers, it's it's a bit fresh. Mm. Although people really lost their shit when that Jack the Ripper museum opened in London. Well, that's was because it in London? yeah, but that's because the I the, they they were like yeah we're going to put a, a a women's museum here and instead they made a museum to someone that kills women. I understand that outrage. Yeah, that's no, fair me, to me too. I just thought the whole thing was hilarious. Like, like I think, how could you be that that dumb about that? I mean, talk about tone deaf, right? Although there is actually, you know, I'm obsessed with Jack the Ripper recently, mm-hmm. and like especially that terrible history documentary that they're claiming that Jack the Ripper which H. H. was H. H. Holmes, which was I was obsessed with. But recently, there's a new load of things saying that Jack the Ripper was a woman. Shut up! Really? Yeah, which I haven't looked into enough to make a... I'm going to go on a limb here and say I am hedging my bets 100% true. Definitely was a woman. <laughs> and also, she had a baby, and that baby had a baby, and had another baby, and it's you. Ah, I wish. Yeah. Oh, if only. And I think that, oh, but then the pure Jane the Ripper, no. No, Jack's fine. Jack can be a lady's name. Jack can be a lady's name. Come on, guys, it's 2017. Right? Just, just go with Jack. Sure. So in conclusion, serial killers are amazing and let's write them letters saying how much we love them, right? To be honest, I've always kind of wanted to write a serial killer a letter. And I guess part of it's like a thrill-seeking. You know what my feelings on roller coasters or stuff like that? Just don't do them. Mm-hmm. It's for dumb white people who have too much spare time on their hands. Mm-hmm. Just don't risk your... Don't don't bother. Yeah, you could die going hand gliding. Just don't do it. Also, personally, it is really ultimately dumb to do with my weak stomach and that. I would just... Everything to me is just a vomit inducing. If I find out that you have like a pen pal and it's a serial killer I, I guess fall so in love with him I'll be very unhappy and then I get married in like a really iconic like prison ceremony where mm-hmm. like he's through the glass and I have like a really cheap wedding dress on oh my god I mean, that is the dream that is how I saw my future being do I have to get arrested then for you to marry me no because you're not an iconic serial killer you well maybe I like could be sad, I'm not saying I would do like tax fraud or something I'm, I'm saying you know if, if that's what it Look, takes like, we all know you wouldn't survive in prison that's true, I definitely wouldn't. I'd get turned out in a couple of days. That's what they call it, turned out. Turned out? And that's when you become the, the lady. Ah, uh, is it because you're long hair? I mean, you are quite a large man, I'm, though. Yeah, but I'm very physically weak. <laughs> and I have a small, tight mouth, so... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> is, that, is that too much? Is that a line? I feel like we can't say this. Like, are we going to get thrown off iTunes or something? We can't say this in the same podcast that we talked about someone fucking his mum's head or... He did that, though. Forcing I'm just don't... her to perform... Listen, these are just these are just spooky... We're just riffing spookily. Spookily. Just spooky conversations. These are just spooky, sta- weird, spooky, horrifying spooky statements. statements. Yeah, this is all a, a scary dream that you're having. I didn't say any of those inappropriate things about my little tight mouth. Should we move on to our next spooky <laughs> yes, question? Yes, yes. Okay, spooky problem number two. First of all, I've had this experience on and off for the past few months. Recently, I've been under a lot of stress with everything that's going on at work and my financial troubles. 
my boyfriend works two full-time jobs just trying to get by and trying to get debt paid off. I hardly get to spend any time with him and if I do, he's sleeping because he hardly gets any sleep working 16 hours a day. We hardly ever have any intimate time together and if we do, we don't have the privacy or a good place to do it considering we both live with our families. Better pick up by the way soon. I cry sometimes for being so lonely. At night, I almost feel the presence of somebody in the room with me. I can't tell if it's my guardian angel or if it's a total stranger passing by, but I know if someone is there. I feel like sometimes the person can read my thoughts because when I'm feeling up to it, I would think about sex. Then I would start feeling touching on my legs and then I would feel this energy going inside of me. You have one of those moods where you feel like you just need it. So I would allow this thing to have sex with me. Oh my god. It would feel so good and I never thought I'd ever enjoy sex with a spirit. I don't know if this person is evil because nothing bad has happened and it has not hurt me. I'm also assuming it's a male spirit because I've heard him talk to me in my dreams before. Sometimes I would ask him to hold me and I would feel his arms wrapped around me. I'm at the point where I'm enjoying the spirit's company. If I don't want sex, it won't force it. But if I think about it, it'll give it to me. My boyfriend has no idea about this and I don't want to tell him about the situation. Is this bad? I'm aware of how incubus and succubus are because I've done a lot of research. I've had a share of paranormal experiences in the past. This may seem like a bad or dangerous situation to be involved in, so any advice or opinions would help. You're fucking a ghost lady. I mean, I am so here for this story. I am so here for this. I am so here for someone getting fucked by a spectre. Okay, first is that it is actually a real thing. Yes. It's called, like, spectrophilia. Spectrophilia? I think, yeah. Although that may just be a made-up term, but I'm going with it. No, it sounds scientific to me. Let's just say it's real. Yeah. Also, a random little fact. I feel like Kesha... Ha- has a song that's about this. What? Or something. Is it TikTok? <laughs> no. That's my, f- again, that's my, I'm not, that's my favourite Kesha song. I mean, I'm really not knowledgeable of Kesha at mm. all, but I just feel like that's a thing. Okay. I mean, I'm so here for this, like, that somebody watched Ghost and was like, yeah, I want to get fucked by... Do you think she wakes up with ectoplasm all over the sheets? Oh, <laughs> um, Yeah, I'm so here for this. Like, so, like... Just such a fan. Now... I love how he's, like, not even pushy. He's not a pushy ghost. He's, like, a gentleman. Well, yeah, I like that he's... He's got just respect. Con- yeah. Respect in her boundaries. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play the role of the, the cynic in this situation mm. because I feel like you absolutely believe her. There's depth that you, you visualise it and there's, like, a glowing spectre just, like, humping her. And you're just... That's what you see No, I this. wish that was what was happening. So no, I, what I actually think... Yeah. Can I tell you what I actually you can. think? Is that... That... Uh, you know, because of society tells women to be so repressed sexually that a woman is not comfortable enough with her own sexual identity that she has to almost make up a, a fake, a literal fake, fake partner no. to get her rocks off. That's not spooky at all. <laughs> no, but what I actually wish is it's just a full-on, full-on ghost boyfriend. You know, like she saw, I know what it is. 
She saw Casper sexual awakening because you know a lot of women had their sexual awakening to Casper. Devon the, the friendly Sawa. ghost. Yeah, the friendly ghost. He was hot for when, like, see, for a girl of that age, and you watched it, you were like, oh, he's hot. And she probably just liked that too much, and that was her sexual awakening. And apparently, a lot of girls had their sexual awakening, like, of my sort of age, had their sexual awakening to that film. You are blowing my fucking mind. Yeah. Like, I I mean, I guess, in a way, I can understand it, because, you know, like, I probably had uh, something of a small sexual renaissance with Jessica Rabbit, because, you know, she was hot as fuck, Mm. but she was a cartoon. Mm. And I guess that would make sense, but I mean, God, is that, that slim pickings of Casper is like the, the, it's hardly like he's a big buff ghost. With like rippling abs, yeah. But you abs. were young when you watched it, so he was like similar age to you. You know, he wasn't like you, you. When you're a little kid, you don't fancy like, you know, huge older men. Although yeah. I did, I fancied Jean Claude Van Damme. Yeah, so exactly. <laughs> you had your sexual awakening watching Kickboxer. That makes sense. Yeah, completely. That's just what I'm into in every sense. Of the, so that's my whole sexual identity. So you think this poor woman is just so sexually repressed that, like, I mean, what is she like masturbating and thinking it's a ghost or? What's I think going on so. Here? Well, technically, or she having say, a hands-free orgasm. Well, cool. that's the thing that te- that can happen. Yeah, I know. I know. So maybe it is that. So I would imagine you know how. Uh, I'll, well, well, I mean, generally, women's whole sexual sexuality tends to be a lot more sort of in their head. That sounds really weird. Uh, yeah, you know what I mean? It's, yeah, it's, it's more, more like a, it's a mental stimulation rather than so much than So physical. I just feel like she's created such a, a a kind of solid fantasy. To be honest, I'm super jealous. Imagine it's like Ghostbusters. Imagine getting to have sex with a ghost. Even that if was it, such a weird. If it was real to you, that'd be amazing. Right. Well, that's my kink now. I've decided. Did she see? <laughs> I want to fuck she... a ghost. Cool, go for it. Okay, sweet. It's not cheating. Is it not? It's not cheating if the heart's not beating. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! Was that like a PPS and Ed's letter from earlier? <laughs> God. <laughs> oh my word. Ooh, um, okay, cool. So I can get a ghost girlfriend. Yes, that's fine. Sweet. I'm gonna get. Whose ghost am I gonna get? I'm gonna get Whitney Houston's ghost. Oh no, what if she has her sweat rack with her as the ghost it's of just, her? That's fine. I'm okay. I'm, I'm, I'm there for it. I don't know. I feel like she's a real handful. Like, yeah. you know. Do I, I obviously, you know, I, I'm with you. I like them complicated, you know. Mm. Maybe you I, should go with a nicer, like a nice girl. Like who? Who's a ghost? nice girl with less of a smart mouth. Whose ghost am I going to bone? <sighs> Anna Nicole Smith? I'd be jealous of that though. Oh, you'd be jealous. Oh, that's the line, is it? Yeah, I'd be jealous. Okay, well. And she's all like, "Come here," like all the whole thing. <laughs> um, who's dead and that you? Who's hot and dead? Who is hot and? This dead? is a spooky conversation. <laughs> <isn't it? Like laughs> this, this is a this is a spooky weird conversation. Oh my god! Who is hot and dead? I mean, Marlon Monroe is the only one I could think of. Oh no, but she had such a terrible time in life. I'd feel guilty. Oh, but then I could be nice to her and sure that you know, that terrible. And to be honest, she married a lot of ugly men, so you Did might you? actually oh, have stand a chance. chance. Holy shit. Stand a chance. Oh. Okay, wait, I just googled it. Okay. Yeah, Kesha, yep. Supernatural, of her 2012 album, Warrior, is apparently about a one-night stand with a spectre. Oh my God. Quoted, quote from her, that song was about having sex with a ghost. She really gets right to the point. <laughs> oh, she does, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> about the bush there. So... Yeah. Kesha fucked a ghost. All right. 
Yeah, well, I mean, I really wasn't a fan of Kesha, but I don't know. I'm here. I'm I'm here for it now. Here for the go sex. Yeah, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. Definitely. I really hope that's a true... I hope that... Do you know what? Wouldn't that be nice if after you died, instead of just, you know, being shit that you're dead and like a sad ghost, like, wandering about, feeling sad, you just get to just fuck living people. And it's consensual. With their permission, yeah. Yeah, it's Uh consensual. They're up for it. They get a nice time. You get a nice time. Really perking up the afterlife. Like... I mean, there is part of me that thinks, is this just her boyfriend with a white sheet over his head and a couple of eye holes <laughs> well, cut out? I mean, going, she, she hasn't really clarified. Like, is it like. I have a spooky boner. <laughs> when she says ghost, what does this entail? Like, mm. is it like a Patrick Swayze lookalike, like, just secretly having his way? Is it a, a man with a sheet over his head with just. Also, when is it like two holes for eyes and a hole for. Ew. For his dick. <laughs> So I don't know why you suddenly got all coy there like you couldn't say that. Well, I, I don't know because I felt like I'm like why am I making this joke I was like <laughs> is that, was, that, was I supposed to jump in there no I just kind of felt like that was what a joke you would have made that was coming out of my mouth oh, and no. I was like this this seems this seems lowbrow <laughs> <laughs> well it is a little bit lowbrow to be fair then again we're talking about someone fucking a ghost so mm. we, can hard, we can hardly claim the high ground on this you one you know what's funny about that though I've actually seen a lot of articles about this okay and you know, one of my favourite things to do is to look at the headlines of, like, those magazines like Take a Break, mm-hmm. but you should never read them because one time I did an old job, this girl I worked with left roads them, mm-hmm. and I really felt, like, suicidal after reading them. Mm. Those uh, those things are so depressing. It's torture and, like, porn for middle-aged ladies. Wow. Like, honestly, there was one about this lady who was so fat, she, like, rotted to her couch and her family just, like, swept the maggots away. It was oh so depressing and it Jesus was so cold Christ. in this place I worked. That's beyond and I honestly, spooky. Yeah, like, pushed me to an edge. But I have seen multiple covers of being like, I was raped by a ghost and I had sex with a ghost. So they're not even all consensual. Look at that. Men rape, even in ghost form. So, I mean, I guess in terms of advice for this lady... Go with it. Yeah, just go with it. I love it. Have your ghost boyfriend on the side. Look at you. She's really having it all. She is. You should make a film about her. I know. I do feel quite bad for her boyfriend. What? Because she's cheating. Well, being, yeah, I mean, she's not really cheating. To be honest, she's a bit of a dick. Like, oh, I'm so lonely. I cry about being lonely. To be honest, I think she requires too much attention. Mm. Like, he is working hard. Mm -hmm. Like, you already live with your family. How are you lonely? Does she have a job? You're requiring too much attention. Way too much attention. Mm. And you're that lonely that you've invented a spectre to fuck you. Like, you need to just take a, take a, you know what she needs to do? Get a fucking hobby. You know? Yeah. You're going to be with yourself your entire life. You know, Look, learn to like that a little bit more. Tell your ghost boyfriend it was it was fun. Uh, it was fun while it lasted, but you don't see a long-term uh, no, future see, for No, them. I completely disagree with that. No? I think she should keep the real boyfriend and ghost boyfriend. I think she should get hers. I'm, I'm all for it. They're like a polyamorous couple, but one is in the afterlife. Yeah, and one of them doesn't know about it. Ah, do you think she needs? Oh, do you think she needs to introduce a ghost threesome? That's what this needs—a ghost threesome. Yes, or just even like a ghost sit down, like you know. Look, here's the truth. Uh, This might look like an empty chair, but but they can be polyamorous. They don't polyamorous couples don't always have to interact. You know, one could be with one, and then one could be with the other. It doesn't need to be everyone together, Mm. like a weird gangbang. Or he could get a ghost girlfriend too. I mean, surely it would be nice to occasionally meet up for a little gangbang. Well, no, not necessarily. Not all polyamorous couples do that. 
Yeah, okay, Some cool. But I'm just saying, if you're going to do it, you might as well, you know. Well, he might not want to fuck another it's a, a ghost a, or a It's guy. a ghost. Come on. What is well, that? Is that Broaden okay? your horizons a little bit. Okay. Come on. Okay. Fuck it, why not? I, I mean, I think it's something that's been around for a really long time. And I would suggest it's probably to do with repressed sexuality or, I don't know. I'm really here for it. You're jealous. No, you... I'm not jealous at all. I don't feel the need to have a, a a ghost sexual partner. Yeah, but think about being able to tell that story around the dinner table. You know, it'd make it really interesting to people. Yeah, actually, my boyfriend's a ghost. <laughs> uh, yeah, we've been together uh, several years now. He visits me in the night and uh, he can hear my thoughts. And occasionally he enters me with his spectral penis. You sell your story to take a break. That would, yeah. yeah. I go, I get on this morning, I get those little, ah, maybe I should invent something like that. Maybe I should get a ghost boyfriend. Would you be angry if I was cheating on you with a ghost? Uh, No, because I'd be able to sell my memoir. My wife left me for a ghost. Mm, That's true. It's a really, it's a win-win situation. Mm. That was pretty spooky, that problem. (laughs) Yeah, that was a pretty spooky problem. I have one more for you. Okay. It's a short problem. Okay. But I've got a little treat for you at the end of it. Okay. So, here we go. My good friend has been dating and has now abided in the home of a Wiccan witch for <gasps> oh. over a year now. While the idea might seem interesting for the weirdness of it, she is in reality awful. <laughs> and my greatest fear, which seems confirmed, is that she has actual magic powers and has somehow betwixt my friend's mind into believing that she is good for him. Yes. I fear I am losing the battle for his soul, as my mere mortal abilities can do nothing against her twisted will. Yes. Does anyone know any magical spells or charms I might invoke to combat this enchantress? Yes. Too long didn't read? My friend's been stolen by a real-life witch, need magic potion, or some other similar effect. Yes. Firstly, love all this. Completely, obviously... I mean, I'm here for him because he's iconic, mm-hmm. but I'm really obviously on the side of the Wiccan. Love yes. her, love witches, wish I was a witch, love everything about this. But really, why does he care? Well, I mean, I know you're really excited because it's a witch, but in reality, I can tell this is like some pure gross neckbeard loser who thinks his friend's been cucked by his girlfriend because he never hangs out with me anymore. Why do you care? Like, he's getting some pussy great for him. Right. Move on with your life. No, but he's like, oh, you know, he's, he can tell, this is the thing, the, the vile temptress, like, he thinks all women are Betwixt. terrible. Oh, oh my God. I can just see him with his fucking fedora. Also, and his I would love, stick, I just, I just, just Magic the Gathering cards <laughs> and a trench coat and shorts in the middle of summer. And like, you know, a fucking neck beard and a samurai sword in his fucking living room. And he's just sitting there like, my friend has been bewitched by this woman. He's been cuckolded. All women are evil. I guess what's bothered me is that we don't have more information. Mm. Like, for example, he said she has magical powers. What are they? I know, how has she done this? Second of all, if we give him a spell that we we make up... um, would he perform it? I would love to see that. Mm-hmm. Like him just like throwing some like potion on somewhat, you know, and it's actually just nothing. But, yeah, you know, right. like saying an enchantment, uh, it, I mean, honestly, that would just, I would enjoy that so much. Should we like get back to him and like give him like loads of spells from Harry Potter? No, he might know those. Oh, yeah, that's true. He would know that, wouldn't he? Plus, mm. we'd have to rewatch Harry Potter. Mm. I'm no. really over the Excuse Harry me. Potter thing. Rewatch? Have you ever watched it? No, You've I have not. You've never watched them? No. 
I feel like that's a lie. And now, look, I understand that Harry Potter is a very big, important part of many people's lives. Mm-hmm. But I would like to offer one piece of advice. Uh. Read a different book. Yeah, you can read the Harry Potter books, but get, also read different books. Get another one. It's, it, it's, it's done. As a metaphor uh, for lots of things, ooh, Donald Trump, he is Voldemort. Please stop that now. Uh, please, please stop yeah. it. Like... I, I don't well, want any more of it. I hate J.K. Rowling. Yeah, right. I, I hate her. Yeah, but I also have a huge amount of respect for her. I respect of what her she's as achieved a writer. And what she, yeah, and, and she I is res- a good writer. Yeah, but this is like one of those situations where I also respect Hitler as a public speaker. That's the situation with me and J.K. Rowling. I mean, I don't have such strong feelings about it. I no. do think she's a bit of a cunt. But I also hugely respect what she did. Um, and I think the 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 thing what she created was amazing. I really liked Harry Potter at the time. I was never super super into it. Mm-hmm. I was kind of like, yeah, this is cool. I I think I read the books. I did read the books, and the books are good, and the films are something sort of comforting. And now I just associate them with Christmas, which I know a lot of people do, mm. but you know, there's not really a reason particularly for that. But I don't know. I'm kind of over it. Mm. Like. You know, it's, out, it's outlived its. Uh, it's I was always more like of a Lord of the Rings fan. I feel like sometimes ah, so I feel like OG the world, geek. the world is split between like Harry Potter fans versus Lord of the Rings fans. I feel like you have to decide. It it's is. like blood and oasis. You I've, had to decide. I've seen the gang wars. They're very violent. I are they? I feel like they're just like people with like fake scars drawn on their head, like jumping about. Seeing oh, no, the Harry Potter isn't cosplayers like all those all those samurai swords and all those mantelpieces. Are finally getting put to good use. Mm, that's true. All those, uh, all those fake swords. What are they called? Like not a fake, not ornamental sword. Is that what it would be? I don't know. Ornamental swords versus Quidditch brooms. Yeah, I guess part of me, like again, you, you know my feelings on like super fans and like people that love all this shit. Mm-hmm. Like the, I remember I watched a thing and this guy was like so obsessed with Harry Potter he'd like turn his entire bedroom. Now when I say turn his entire bedroom, I mean he had a lot of shit. Mm-hmm. And I know people like super love it and I love that, but I just couldn't really hugely get on board. Mm. I'm kind of one of those complacent people that just is like I like it, but I don't love it. But you're married to the rings. No, I don't love... I just think the films and book is better. Mm. It's a better quality. Okay, so no Harry Potter spells for this guy. No, but, yeah, some other fake spell that we just make up. You know, you know, I know a lot about witchcraft mm-hmm. as my research is at the moment. Yes. But that sounded weird, like I'm... <laughs> Like, yeah, as I don't like my, to talk about my charity work. Like, oh, I'm my, just actually doing... I just happen to be doing a lot of research on this research at, the at the moment. So the first issue of my new zine will be on witches and witchcraft. But that's more of a historical... So it's not really about Wiccan. Mm-hmm. I don't know as much about Wicca. But I feel like we could very easily get a spell to send him, which I would be really up for. Let's do it. Okay. I'll find him. <laughs> I found him on Reddit somewhere. Why would he care, though? Ultimately, I just don't know why he would care. Because, it is like, that what that evil woman so? She's not evil. She just no, is a woman. She's, she's, in a rela- she's in a relationship, so he can't come out to play every night of the week. He's got responsibilities. I think you know, as she women, has a house with someone, you know, so he needs to like respect boundaries and things like, like that. Like obviously, as I said in the past, you know, this shit has got us crucified. Not literally, got us burned at the stake, thrown in water, you know, hanged, whatever. 
But I feel like we should lean into this now. Mm. Let's just scare all these fuckers with our supposed magical powers. All right. Lean into it. Do that's it. That's what we should do. Do it. Hex everyone. Right. You know, apparently that's what stopped Hitler from coming to Britain. What? Witches? Witches, yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, apparently they all got together. I think it was the pure OG Wiccan, Gerald Gardner. I'm, I'm sure he was a, around. Yeah, they got all the Wiccans together to like make sure Hitler couldn't come. And, you know, he didn't, so it worked. Confirmation. Wow. Wow. Confirmation of the, the legitimacy and power of witchcraft. Yeah, exactly. So, here. you know, that's fine. Um, I really love this person, though. For as much as I hate this guy, yeah. it's that weird contradiction that I have a lot, whereas I hate someone so much that I just think they're disgusting, but I also love them so much because I'm like, why would he care? He would care so much to even bother to write this in as a problem, mm. and he wants to combat it somehow. Like, if someone gave him a potion and, like, an encounter, he would do it. He would do it to save his friend from what danger? I can imagine him like phoning the house up and she answers like hello and she's like get thee gone wench I wish to speak to my friend put him on and she's like hi Brian (laughs) actually having said that this is the surprise I have for you okay I was waiting for the surprise I actually have a spell oh okay have a spell that he can do or any of our listeners can do if they want to break up a couple Ah, okay. So, anyone who's got their eye on a, a new bow, but they're like, you know, someone's cock blocking them in the way. Can I just put a little disclaimer here and that we, no way, well, I definitely, this is all Dave's handiwork with this spell here. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, I, no way, endorse this as a real spell. I'm very sorry to serious Wiccan practitioners. We are not just talking disparagingly or mean to insult your beliefs and your religion. Uh-huh. We respect them completely. This is just a funny little response to this asshole and his problem. Well, actually, Lisa, I got this spell from spellcasting.net, so I am technically a warlock now. But it's so, uh, so okay. please, please don't undermine my spiritual authority. Okay, with I don't uh, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but with Wiccans, a warlock isn't a thing. Uh, yeah, it actually is. Uh, you don't know much about it, which is uh, because you're just doing research. Whereas I live that Wiccan life as a mm. warlock. And caster of spells and master of demons. So, to finish up our spooky episode... Did you call yourself caster of spells, master of demons? Yes, I did. <laughs> and to wrap up our spooky Halloween special, I we are going to do a spell for you. So, okay. we're going to break a couple up. Here is what you do. Okay? Who doesn't want to break a couple up? On the night of a full moon, get a chicken heart. You can buy them in stores. You don't have to kill a chicken, but you can if you want to. I don't care. On a piece of paper, draw two stick figures, one of the man and one of the woman. Actually, not all relationships have to be men and women, so the person writing this is a bigot. Uh, You want to break up. Write their full names under each figure, then take some scissors and cut them apart. Carry the two stick people papers outside with you. Get a spoon. <laughs> Dig a hole in the ground. With a spoon? It, with a spoon. <laughs> it doesn't have to be big, just big enough to place the chicken heart. <laughs> now, place the heart in the ground and look at the moon. Take the stick figure of the person you love 
and hold it next to your heart. Take the other stick figure and burn it with a match while saying, the one I burn, go away, go away, person's full name, the one I don't burn, I hold next to my heart, stay with me, person's full name, till death do us part. O Isis, grant me my wish for my soulmate and me. Now do all this while looking at the moon, and make a wish after you make a wish cover the heart with the dirt, and say thank you Mother Isis, my name is your full name. Thank you for granting my wish. Then go inside you house, and pull out you love stick picture in a white envelope in a wooden box. Don't let anyone see this. You must keep the box of his or her stick figures for as long as you do even the spell even after you have him. If ever you decide you don't want him anymore, stop doing the spell and burn all the papers you have. Ooh, spooky spell! Oh no, how many people do you think are going to have a problem with the fact that you... It was to Mother Isis. I don't know, what's that? Well, Isis is just the, the Egyptian god. I see. I'm assuming. But okay. you know, now, because Isis exists. Oh! Yeah, no, don't pray to the terrorist organisation, <laughs> Isis. That's a terrible idea. Like, don't do that. Like. Yeah, but you know, like now, like there was that clothing shump- company that used to sell really cool Devore, like wraps and things mm-hmm. but they they were called like House of Isis based on like the ah. goddess's name but um, you know they, they had to change their name I'm like oh that sucks that sucks good god well maybe you could technically pray to Isis you could say dear Isis my friend's boyfriend is an infidel please behead him so that I may be with my one true love oh man you're just breaking out just so many kind of inappropriate things in this I was really here for that. I really liked the, just uh, the whole thing. I liked that it made no sense. The chicken heart, though. Like, I don't understand how you would think that. That yeah, people will take me very seriously. I think this is a legitimate spell. I don't really understand how to tell people how to do it. That you can, you don't have to kill a chicken, but you can do it if I, do, I don't care. That was amazing. Like, oh, I thought that was you saying. No, that, that was the spell. Ah, they. Everything I said was the spell. Ah, they didn't care. Yeah, they didn't care. It was the spell. <laughs> Where do you even get chicken hearts? You you buy a chicken and get the heart out, I guess? I don't know. I Look, in all honesty, I do have the sneaky suspicion that the person that made the spell has never cast that spell in particular. I don't think they've ever seen a chicken heart. They just thought it would be cool to submit it to spellcasting.net. Mm, it seems to me that that spell would kind of kill the other person, not just split them up. I mean... Uh, what does it do here? Hang I don't on. know. You're setting them on fire. Yeah. And, you know, it just seems really extreme. Don't set anyone on fire. Do <laughs> cast a spell. Uh, don't write a letter to Isis. Uh, do enjoy the work of serial killers. And do tune in to the next episode of You OK Hun nice, next nice. week. Yeah, and please send us your problems. That would be great. Do you Love want you. to end in some sort of spooky note? I felt like you would have some sort of spooky closing. I was just actually going to stop after the spell. Uh, but, you know, we talked more. So. Okay, well, happy Halloween. Spooky love you, bye.